This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Clean Cause. Do you need a healthier option for a quick boost? Grab a Clean Cause organic herba mate and get your day going with 160 milligrams of better caffeine that won't cause crashes, won't give you the jitters, make you feel all weird, sometimes like coffee and other energy drinks might do. Here's the best part. Every sip makes a difference in the fight against addiction. So whether it's the peach, the blackberry, the raspberry, uh, the lemon lime, they're all good. I love them all. They taste great. They give you that kick. But the best part is that they donate 50% of net profits to support individuals in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction. So grab a boost, live better, transform lives. Head on over to cleancause.com and get 20% off your order with promo code SOBERGUY. That's cleancause.com. Enter the promo code SOBERGUY at checkout and save 20%. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Ramey. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. You can find more podcasts and resources and also contact us by going to that soberguy.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. All the links from today's show will be in the show notes, so they're easy for you to find. Happy 4th of July! Happy 4th of July! Happy 4th of July! Yeah, yeah. Bring it me down, baby. We're staying up. Naturally, sober-minded, baby. Ten tips to party sober on 4th of July. Shout out to Humans Music, by the way. You love this jam like I do. Ten tips, like I said, to party sober on 4th of July. Happy 4th. If you're listening to us to this on the 4th, or maybe just a day or two prior, as you prep for the 4th of July... It's a great holiday, one of my favorites. One of my favorite times, one of my favorite memories of 4th of July was down in Huntington Beach, the big ride out that they have. Just thousands of people and thousands of bikes cruising through the streets in downtown. Um, lots of fireworks, lots of celebrating. Man, what a great time that was. A couple years back, we did that. This year, uh, we're going to go to uh, Winters, California on July 3rd which is the Monday prior to the 4th, obviously. So if you're listening to this on the 4th, and we've already done that on the 3rd. And uh, and then on the 4th, we'll stay in Vacaville and we'll just uh, cruise over to the park by our house where we can see the fireworks well and hang out, set some chairs up and chill. Um, the 3rd is a great, a great time. Family, friends, all hanging out together. Some people sober, some not. Everyone has a choice, right? We all have a good time together, though. Never put put myself in any position where I don't feel comfortable, uh, where I, I don't feel, uh, you know, like it's going to jeopardize my sobriety, anything like that. So that's important to point out. Uh, but we have some 10 tips on how to do that today on how to party sober on the 4th of July. So if you are at parties where there's other people drinking or you're at an event or something, um, you know, 4th of July is a, a big holiday for barbecues and beers. You know, that's, that's what happens. And, um, I figured how I'd start this off uh, is the fourth talking about the Fourth of July. Let's just start there. I don't know why I do that sometimes. Also known as Independence Day or July Fourth, 
It's a little context real quick. Just in case you don't know what, like I don't know who might not know what 4th of July is. Maybe there's somebody, who knows. But it's always good to uh, give a quick little uh, little context just to celebrate it and honor it, I feel like, as well. So the 4th of July, also known as Independence Day or July 4th, it's been a federal holiday uh, in the United States since 1941. But the tradition of Independence Day celebrate uh, celebrations goes back to the 18th century and the American Revolution. On July 2nd, 1776, the Continental Congress voted in favor of independence, uh, thank God, and two days later, delegates uh, from the 13 colonies adopted the Declaration of Independence, a historic document drafted by Thomas Jefferson. So from 1776 to the present day, July 4th has been celebrated as the birth, baby, the birth of American independence with festivities ranging from fireworks, parades, concerts to more casual family gatherings and barbecues. Uh, this year, obviously, 4th of July 2023 is on a Tuesday, and it's going to be a beautiful day. It's going to be filled with fun fam- for us, family, friends. Uh, we're going to eat some good food, and uh, we're going to uh, not partake in any alcoholic beverages uh, ourselves. And that's why we're here today to talk a little bit about how do we do that? What does that look like? What are some ways we can prep for that? Uh, I found a great article uh, from a, um, a platform called Rhea Health. And uh, they've actually, I think, I don't know where I've partnered with Rhea Health at some point. It was in an article. Maybe they wrote an article about the podcast or included us in um, something like, you know, the top podcast or sober podcast, something like that. But um, a good outfit and uh, outfit. Who says outfit still? I think that's so old school. That's a a hell of an outfit over there. I'm not talking about outfit like you wear. I'm talking about outfit like a, a business, a company, a platform. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But I came across this article, 10 Tips for a Sober 4th of July. And so I thought what I would do is commentate on this. We'll go through the article. There's some tips in here that are very similar to previous ones I've shared on kind of how to stay sober in events, like through the holidays, through different uh, 4th of July, Christmas, all those birthdays, weddings, all of it. They're very similar. And then I'll just give my little take on, on each and every one as we go through. And then we'll uh, we'll wrap up today. And hopefully you have an amazing 4th of July with your family, with your friends, and you stay sober. And uh, you're able to party and have a great time all at the same time while not having or nursing a hangover the next day and feeling guilty and like dog crap. Because that's not fun, right? Who wants to spend two days recovering? Ugh, I can't even imagine it. Can't even imagine. All right, so let's dive into this and we'll make sure... Uh, if you go to RiaHealth.com, you can find this article. I'll make sure to put the link to it in the show notes so it's very easy to to find for you. And uh, we give these guys credit where credit is due. Uh, it says, the nostalgic of 4th of July, I'm sorry, the nostalgia of 4th of July celebrations and gatherings seem to always have a few things in common. The smoky aroma of hot dogs and barbecue ribs, damn, that sounds good. American flags on display in neighborhoods. Families and individuals adorned in festive red, white, and blue parades fireworks the list goes on and of course lots of booze (laughs) very common lots of beer lots of booze lots of drinking it's definitely a party style holiday and i spent many fourth of july's before i kicked the alcohol uh doing the same thing so very familiar with it just think back to those good old family reunions at the park at the cookout if you like most of us chances are you had that one relative just take a minute, pause. Who's that one relative? Maybe you're that one relative. Maybe you don't want to be. Maybe you're not. Maybe you know who that person is. Think about them right now. 
But everyone's got that one relative who drank one too many beers, one too many margaritas, one too many shots, and landed themselves in a world of hurt. Might have been Cousin Jimmy, drunkenly belting out Bon Jovi lyrics atop a wooden park bench. Maybe it's Nana or, or uh, Grandma dishing out illicit gossip over a couple of cocktails. Or Uncle Sam, who was anything but patriotic, howling after an errant firework blew off a chunk of his hand. <laughs> I have yet to see that. I have seen a couple friends get burned or hurt on their hands, but I've never actually seen somebody get a chunk blown off of it. That sounds extremely painful, and uh, I, I don't wish that upon anyone. So be careful if you're lighting fireworks off this year, especially if you're the drunk uncle or you know who the drunk uncle or aunt or person is or friend. Keep an eye out on that person because you don't want them blowing anyone's hands off, especially their own, especially someone else's. So while most of the family would like to forget about that one relative, not even the rocket's red glare could pry attention away from their shenanigans because they're always in it, right? That's that person. That's just who they are. Um, so why do people drink too much on the 4th of July? Why do people drink? Let's let's see what it goes on to say here. Each Independence Day, millions of adults engage in similar booze-fueled f- uh, festivities. But sadly, not everyone drinks to celebrate. Many factors could lead to overindulgence. For some, the thrill of visiting family can quickly dissolve into old conflicts and pounding headaches. Throw in heat and stressful crowds, many of us would be begging for something to take the edge off, like a drink. Staying sober on the 4th of July for many people can feel like a very big challenge. And I completely understand that. Um, Very, very true to that. The stress, the anxiety, the crowds, um, family, you know, potentially family, old wounds coming up, old relationships. Who knows? You're going to see somebody you haven't seen in a while. Um, You know, and so beyond the barbecues and the beers for fun, there can be a lot that goes into this. And I think this is very similar to any holiday. Think about Christmas, for instance. Same concept there. Um, Just different holiday, obviously. What's more, Independence Day falls smack dab in the middle of summer vacation, which is every bit as exhausting for parents, that is true, as it is exciting for the children. A chance to let loose without spending an arm and a leg entertaining the kids could be just what some adults feel they need. Uh, People are generally, this is quoted here, people are generally under a tremendous amount of stress, said Claudia Christian, actress and C3 Foundation founder and RIA Health advisor, who actually have had Claudia on the podcast a long time ago. Um, She's awesome. And so it's always good to hear from her. And I wasn't expecting that in here, but uh, she goes on to say, 4th of July provides an excuse to kind of get out of their heads and not really think of the repercussions of it like hangovers, DUIs, lost days at work. Um, which, you know, and I still say this till today, like I, I get it. Like I said, this last podcast or two ago, like I understand why people drink to escape. Um, it's that's, that's it. They want to escape. The stress of everyday life can be so overwhelming sometimes. And so it's easy to just have a few drinks and forget, but it's temporary. Like I always say, and if you know, for somebody like me, I don't even want to attempt it ever again. So I'll just have a couple. I, I just don't don't feel like it works like that for me. And for many out there, it doesn't. So uh goes on to say, still, for all the relief alcohol offers, it's easy to overdo it and come face-to-face with scary consequences. According to the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, the 4th of July claims an average of 118 American lives every year due to car crashes. It's crazy. 
almost half of which are linked to alcohol. Very sad. The number of firework injuries also skyrockets on the holiday, along with alcohol-induced bike crashes, swimming accidents, and unsafe sex. So, 10 tips to stay sober on the 4th of July. How can you avoid alcohol if your goal is to maintain sobriety during the 4th of July? During one of the ultimate summer holidays, we know how much commitment it can require to avoid alcohol. The following tips can be made it easier. So let's go through some of these and I'll kind of read them and I'll kind of give you some of my own thoughts on them. And, uh, you know, there may be things that I've done or, or do uh, that I'll add on. Uh, and then, uh, man, and then, like I said, we'll wrap it up today and you'll have a great 4th of July with family and friends and you'll stay sober without booze ruining or running your life. And you'll see that it is possible to party sober and have a great time without alcohol and not be hung over the next day and feel amazing, which is exciting. And I'm telling you, there's so many people out there who wish they could do that. They only, they only wish and they could, but they wish because they're not ready or they're not committed or whatever the circumstances are. They're too in depth. They can't reach out. Um, and eventually, hopefully those people, we, you know, hopefully they do. But right now, if you're sitting here listening to this, like I promise you, your anxiety of thinking, how am I going to do that? There's 100,000 other people out there who are thinking the same thing. So you're not alone in this and you can do it. So 10 tips to stay sober on the 4th of July. Uh, or I'll say, like I titled it, this is the title of the article I titled this podcast just so it was a little different, 10 tips to party sober on the 4th of July. Uh, number one, bring a sober buddy for support. Bring somebody else who's sober. So I'll give you an example. Well, let me read this first, and then I'll give you an example of, of how, how I roll with this. Um, if you're going to have a friend attend an event with you who knows your goal is to avoid alcohol and who can help give you encouragement, you may find it easier to stay accountable and committed. Uh, if you're unable to have a sober buddy attend your celebrations with you in person, having a friend who you've discussed your sober goals with before your event on speed dial, ready to call. Does speed dial still exist? Is that a thing? Speed dial? I just thought about that all with a cell phone. I don't know if I, I guess it's like you would say, a con okay, who cares? It's irrelevant. This extra layer of support can make all the difference as you navigate challenging situations on a big drinking holiday. So bring a sober friend, have somebody ready to connect with. If you can't bring somebody uh, for me, I know on, on uh, our July 3rd celebration in winters at my buddy's house, there's going to be a bunch of people there. I'm sure there'll be alcohol. I have my, uh, awesome brother-in-law who will be there who is sober. Um, I'm not sure if our another buddy of mine, Sean, he may be there. He's sober. Um, and those are the first two that come to mind. I know there's a couple more um, that I'm sure I'll see that are not drinking there. So I, I have some people in mind already that I know that, and, and that's not to say like, I, I mean, I, I kind of kick it with everybody. Um, but I also know when I need, when it's time to go, if the night was to drag on and people were getting highly intoxicated, I'm, I'm probably going to get out of there. Cause that's just not, not fun for me to really hang out. Um, but for the time being the fireworks and we, we did this last year, it was great. We had a great time and nobody got too crazy and stupid. Um, it was, it was really fun. Actually, our, my kid, you know, a lot of kids there hanging out and, uh, winters too is a very small town. And uh, it's got that old nostalgic feel. In fact, Jess and I were just uh, there uh, having some dinner uh, last last night and walking around. I said, man, I feel like we're like in a throwback right now. I feel like we're in the 1950s. You know, it's just, it was downtown and the old school buildings and science. Really cool. They do a great fireworks show. I've been going there since I was a kid. I can remember 
my my dad, as a matter of fact, it's kind of funny. We we would go to the high school, Winters High, and um, that's where they would set fireworks off. You'd go on the football field on the grass. And I can remember playing baseball there. I think I was playing for the, the travel White Sox at the time, probably 14, 15. And I remember my dad and a buddy of mine, Nate's dad, they would drink peach schnapps the whole night, man, and peel back beers just doing their thing. So th- this goes way back for me, even as a kid, and associating some of these events with alcohol. It's just what it is. And it's, it's very normalized. A lot of people don't even think twice about it. And... Um, in any case, a sober buddy, somebody there who you can call that you can connect with, it's a great option. Um, let me see. Was there anything else I was going to add to that? Oh, and, and like you said, the speed dial thing, I don't know if that exists or not, but if you have somebody you can call, if you can't bring someone, that's also a very important thing too. So have have somebody ready that you can have for support. Uh, number two, carry a non-alcoholic beverage in a plastic cup. It's a great idea. Nobody cares what you're drinking. Um, and, and the people who do care, they'll forget about it in five minutes anyways, cause they're too worried about themselves. So I think we tend to overreact sometimes when we feel like everybody's worried about what we're doing They're more than nine times out of 10, they're not. Um, this one goes on to say, if you need a creative way to ward off those persistent drink offers, uh, Hey, you need a beer, you know, you, you get that right. I'm sure you've got it before and it, it can be uncomfortable. Do you say, no, no, sir, I don't drink. I've been sober for this. Me personally, I never say that. I don't say that. I just politely, uh, say, no, thank you. I have this or I have that or, or not right now. I don't feel the need to go into a long drawn out thing about why I don't drink. I don't have the time for that. And more than likely the person offering you the drink could possibly be intoxicated. They're not going to remember anyways, and they could probably care less. They're just trying to be thoughtful in their own best way. They know how possible by offering you a drink or a beer or whatever. So it doesn't have to be anything we take personal. We can just politely refuse. Uh, But in this case, it helps if you already have a drink. So maybe you got a plastic cup filled with uh, whatever NA beverage that you have. Maybe it's soda water. Maybe it's coffee. Maybe it's cranberry juice. What, Whatever it is that you like, you have that ready. Then you already have an excuse. Uh, you have that cup in hand when someone offers you something. No, thanks. I already got one. No, thanks. I got a fresh beer. Which reminds me of old school. <laughs> uh, Frank, would you like some iced tea? No, thanks, honey. I got a fresh beer. <laughs> no thanks i got a fresh red cup here but thank you for the offer basically is what we're talking about so you're already prepared no there you're not going to get the offer you're not going to go through that weird uncomfortable part there number three get involved in planning or running the event it's an interesting one if you want to stay busy and and minimize temptation get involved in planning or running a fourth of july event if you've attended Uh, or I'm sorry, if you're attending an event someone else is hosting, offer your assistance to the organizers. By immersing yourself in prepping for and running the celebrations, you'll stay engaged with your tasks and people at your event. You'll be less likely to dwell on your thoughts of alcohol and your involvement in the event will also help you have a sense of purpose for the holiday. I like that idea. I had to take a quick drink there. A little parchment going on. It's hot today. It's hot up here in NorCal. It's supposed to be 100 plus. Um, so get involved. Ask what you can bring. Ask if there's anything. Can you help set up, you know, whatever event it is? Can you go, if it's, at your instance, it's at, for instance, if it's at your buddy's house, can you go there and help him with anything? How can you be of service? Being of service in any way helps us get out of our own head. I know that to be true 
from personal experience. It works. So try it. If you can be of service for the event or help in some way, that definitely is a great tool to have in the tool bag to help not drink. Number four, I love this one. Um, Pretty classic right here. Have an exit plan. If the pressure or environment becomes overwhelming, having an exit plan can be a safeguard to stay sober. While it may seem, while it may not seem ideal, it's okay to prioritize your sobriety and take care of yourself. Whether it's leaving early, having a prior commitment, or needing some downtime, having an exit strategy ready can empower you to remove yourself from triggering situations and stay committed to your sobriety. So, let me give you a quick example. You go to your you go to your buddy's house um, for Fourth of July. You're having a good time. You're 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 just you're feeling great. You're not drinking. You got your mocktail there in your in your plastic cup. Um, you know you've already asked if you could be of service. Can I help with anything? You brought you brought some good food too. Made some poppers or something. I think I'm gonna make some poppers this week. Sounds so good uh, on the Traeger possibly. Good stuff. So you did all that, and then all of a sudden. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, you start getting anxiety and you start feeling this urge and that little voice up there goes, you could drink. You just have a beer. Quit quit being a puss. Like, come on. You go, man, oh, shoot, what do I do? That is the moment when you can have an exit plan and you can leave if you need to. If you need to leave, you already know what you're doing. So did you drive yourself? Do you have a ride ready? Hey, Hey, Barry, I don't know why I'm using the word Barry, the name Barry. This guy, my buddy Barry, is going to pick me up. Hey, bro, can you pick me up? I'm ready, man. So your exit plan is ready. And if it's that bad, let's say you drove there, and uh, all of a sudden that comes on, that anxiety, and you're seriously concerned that like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this now, and you, you need to get out of there, do the disappearing act. I'm a huge advocate for that. You don't need to go around and tell everyone why you're leaving. I'm feeling uncomfortable. That's just uncomfortable in itself. Having to do that, you already feel uncomfortable. Just leave. Just leave. You can call later. You can call your buddy later and go, hey, bro, I'm really sorry I had to leave early. You want to tell him what happened? I was feeling anxiety. Or you just say, hey, something came up and I had, to, I had to take care of something that was urgent. I had to leave. I apologize. You can do that later on. You don't need to make it weird. This is about you, you know, holding true to the commitment that you have, um, uh, you know, that you're, that you're in, that you're on and honoring that and being okay with it. So that exit plan is huge. So think about that one. How are you going to do that? Is it a ride? Is it your own car? Um, is it a Uber or something? You know, how, however that works for you, have it prepared. It's a great tool. Number five, seek out sober friendly events. Uh, if you're feeling worried about sticking to your sobriety, look for 4th of July events or gatherings that emphasize a sober-friendly atmosphere. Some communities and organizations have intentional alcohol-free celebrations, such as picnics, parades, fireworks, displays, or firework displays. Uh, choose one of these events, and they can potentially provide a safe and supportive environment where the focus isn't on alcohol. So that's a great idea. Um, I'm sure you can look these things up and see if they're in your community, where are the sober events at, I don't have any resources in front of me, um, and I, I probably should have taken note of that beforehand, but I didn't. Uh, I do know that big communities like Sober Grid, um, they, they may be one to uh, check out uh, and, and see about events. Um, there's also so many uh, like sober mocktail bars that do events, and they do these mocktail events, and I'm sure that they do bigger events for holidays as well. 
So I would just say, type it in your browser, sober friendly 4th of July events and see what comes up. See if you can find something in your area. Hey, here's a great idea too. Just I'll kind of add this in there. I talked about uh, getting involved or planning or running the event. Start your own sober friendly 4th of July event. Uh, maybe a little late right now as you're listening to this is the fourth is like right upon us. Um, but maybe not. Maybe you can do it in the day and invite a few friends over and have a sober, you know, fourth of July hangout. Uh, or for us, after the next day, actually on the fourth, since we do the third in winters, we do the fourth in Backville. We're going to just head down to the park and kick it in the parking lot, bring chairs um, by the baseball fields. You can see the fireworks there. And everyone I'm going to be with in that is just my family. And we're probably all going to be sober, not drinking. So it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Maybe it's just that. It's heading down to the local spot where you can see fireworks from your town and you're going to throw your chairs up and bring some food and hang out with a couple buddies. Like start your own thing, your own sober. You don't have to always go into that drinking event or you know downtown big gathering where there's beer gardens and all that. It doesn't have to always be that. It's up to you. You can kind of think about that. Number six, bring your own non-alcoholic drinks. It's likely you'll be craving a refreshing drink at a summer celebration to help curve the craving for alcohol. Bring plenty of your own favorite non-alcoholic options that you love. Pack a cooler with your favorite alcohol-free beverages such as sparkling water, iced tea, mocktails. By having a variety of enticing drinks readily available, you'll be less tempted to reach for an alcoholic option. I love that idea. I'll be doing that tomorrow. I'll be bringing my little uh, igloo uh, personal cooler and I'll have some um, different Pellegrino. Uh, I'll probably have uh, some clean cause in there, um, probably some waters, and I'll be good to go. And then I'm, I'm ready. I can go right to it. I can even bring my own little solo cup if I want and pour it in there. So if I feel the need to feel like part of the drinking crew, then I will. And nobody cares. Nobody really cares. I'll tell you what, I don't. I don't care. It's, um, I just want to hang out with my friends and family and have a good time and not feel like dog crap the next day. That's so amazing and, and have fun. You can do that. So packing your own drinks is huge. I would highly recommend that, you know, go to the store the night before stock up, make it fun. Grab, grab a couple new, grab some, um, you know, I like sometimes trying sodas, like different sodas out of the bottle. We have a nugget grocery store here and they have a huge selection of different types of like um, imported sodas that are out of the bottle that are really good. Throw some of those in there. Try it, try out some different things, um, especially being that it's an event. You can have fun with it just like you normally would when you're going to buy a bunch of booze. It's a bunch of different dudes. It's exciting. We'll buy a bunch of stuff. This NA stuff too. You can do the same concept. Put it in a red cup if you need to, you know, got options here. All right. Number seven, focus on food and non-alcoholic treats. One trick that can be very helpful when it comes to staying sober is to try to shift your focus from enjoying beverages to enjoying the food. I love this one. Who doesn't love some good barbecue or some good appetizers, some good food? Jess actually just sent me one uh, from, it was an Instagram reel, I think, from a dude who was making, they were like little smoked sausages on, um, they were like well, popper. They were popper smoked sausages, like cream cheese, cut the jalapeno open, um, put the cream cheese in there. It was like paprika mixed in there to give it a little spice and then set the the little weenie, you know, the little weenies, the little tiny uh, sausage ones or whatever you put the toothpick in, put one of those in there and then wrap that dang thing in bacon and threw it on the Traeger at 225 for two and a half hours, I think. Bro, I can't wait to make those. 
So that's what I'm thinking. I think I might make those for the little event. Maybe you can make something that helps you focus on, um, you know, something else other than alcohol. You bring some good grub and um, you can pass them out to people too. Hey man, did you try these? I made them. They're so good. Here, have one. You know, so you're part of it. You know, it doesn't have to just be, hey, do you need a beer? Do you need a drink? There's other things you can do. Food is one of them. Um, and I, I do feel like it takes it off of that. It takes some of that pressure off and you feel like you contributed and you brought some good food and you can share it with others. So that's a great one. I love that one. Uh, number eight, participate in activities. Participate in fun activities happening around you. Keep your mind occupied. So maybe there's games. Maybe they're doing um, water balloon fights or super soaker fights with the kids. Um, maybe you're doing horseshoes. Maybe, uh, what else? What else might you do at uh, uh, 4th of July? Horseshoes, just some classic catch. I know Cash and I are going to bring our gloves. I'll probably bring a little football too. We'll be playing some catch while we're just hanging, chilling out, talking, having a good time. Man. Sounds, sounds awesome. Hanging with your peeps, man. I think what I'm getting at is the more, and I say this too, like we have to realize that when we're stuck in a, a, a habitual state of drinking, everything around us becomes about drinking. And the more I hear myself say this, you have fun, you do this, you do that. I'm very used to that at this point. You know, maybe somebody who's not, they don't understand that and I don't expect them to and I, and I, I get it because I, thought the same thing at one point but like what i'm saying is you can do things in life and you can change your brain you can rewire your mind where not everything revolves around the alcohol and you can actually have genuine realistic fun playing catch with your little nephew or your son or your daughter or your friend you know, sitting, having a conversation and being totally in the moment um, man, just being together where the focus is not alcohol. It's such a beautiful thing. I'm telling you, and I know it can be a little uncomfortable, but when you start doing it and you start retraining and you go, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not putting that crap in my body. It's bad for me. It's bad for my health. It's bad for my kids. It's bad for my gen- for the generation behind me to see us doing this just habitually. Like, man, you start thinking those things, and, and I'm not judging anyone either. I just want to be very clear about that. I'm not, I mean, I have done the same. So who, who would I be to judge? But I'm just saying my outlook on it is is very different than it was 10 years ago. You know, and I love to have fun without that crap. I don't need it. And it's, it is sad to me though, the normalcy bias behind it. And it's like 4th of July, a beautiful holiday of independence from Britain and independence from the king and freedom for all men, all women, all people, Americans, like just a a beautiful, the greatest country on the planet for freedom, for opportunity where you could do anything, but yet we need to celebrate by getting hammered and, and, and smashed and just drinking and being ridiculous. That's, that's how we're going to do it. You know, like we don't, we don't have to do that. We don't have to, we have a choice. And that's, that's what I'm saying here. So I hope some of these tips are helping. We got just a couple more and then we'll wrap up. So the activities one, that was number eight, playing in backyard games, competitions, um, any type of activity, you know, that, that you can do to, to be a part and have some genuine fun. Like bring, bring the kid out in you. 
You know, bring the kid out. Maybe it's kickball. Maybe it's a softball game at the park with the family. Like that kid comes out. Maybe it's a bike ride. So much stuff you can do. I'm going to get a great workout in in that morning. I can tell you that right now. Fourth of July morning, if you're listening to this on Fourth of July itself, my butt's either at the gym right now or I've already been there like kicking my own ass, getting a great workout in in honor of the men, the women who died for our country, who gave us independence, all of that. You know, our veterans, our first responders, our folks who are out there still struggling, my friends who are currently in rehab trying to get you know their life back on track man i love them and i'm gonna go do a workout in honor of all of that and then i'm gonna go have fun with my family and friends you know so activities is huge number nine seek support from a recovery network remember that you're not alone in your journey towards sobriety if you need to consider asking a few people to be part of your recovery network if you already have a recovery network reach out for them for support before the fourth of july celebrations whether your recovery uh, whatever your recovery network looks like a therapist sponsor a group reach out to them and develop a plan before the holiday to maintain your sobriety so once again group support a sponsor um, a mentor you know is it your church group your men's group your women's group whatever it is a, a close friend who's sober too or who really supports your sobriety a counselor Man, like have that network ready. And that should be something that is a very, very big part of this day-to-day practice. All right, last one, number 10. Practice self-care and mindfulness. And I'm going to add prayer in there as well. Man, I got to keep I got to keep drinking water. It's so hot. Practice self-care, practice prayer, practice mindfulness. Along with the 4th of July comes a lot of energetic festivities prioritizing self-care and mindfulness can help you navigate sobriety take breaks when needed find moment or find quiet moments engage in activities that promote relaxation and well-being a few ideas include practicing deep breathing exercises a lot of breath work stuff going on right now i know that's getting quite popular going for a walk one of my favorite things to do whether it's in the morning or the evening or enjoying a moment of prayer or meditation which we should be doing, in my opinion, every day. Some prayer, some meditation, sitting still, sitting quiet with the mind. Taking care of your mental and emotional health will give you, will help you navigate the day with resilience and serenity. Amen to that. It will. If you sit in the morning and you pray and you meditate and you talk to God and you allow yourself to submit and surrender in that moment to the day and understand that there's a lot of things we don't have control over other than our own attitude, and our own outlook and our own perspective and our own way of being of service, those are things we can control. And uh, when we sit in that, I like to do it in the morning so it sets my day. Man, it makes a huge difference. So the out, the article closes out. Once again, thanks to uh, Rhea Health for this great article. It was fun to commentate on and go through with you. I hope you heard a couple things. It goes on to say, celebrating the 4th of July can be so rewarding and empowering, uh, can be such a, a rewarding and empowering experience when you do it sober. By implementing these tips and focusing on your well-being, you can enjoy the festivities while maintaining your commitment to healthy, alcohol-free lifestyle. So I love that. It's possible. You can have fun. I know some of these tips, they even maybe seem cliche. Like you, maybe you've heard a few of them before. Oh, yeah, I've heard that one. I get it. But that's the foundation. It's, it's not hard. It's just a matter of practicing like anything. Like going to the gym is not hard. 
getting there actually is probably the hardest part for a lot of people. But go, going there and doing uh, the workout is not hard one day, but being consistent with it over and over and continuing to practice it so you see gains, so you see progress, that's what's difficult for most people. We fall off whatever commitment it is that we do. So and, and not drinking is the same. So you have to have some of these basic foundational tools if you want to go to events specifically on holidays like this one, 4th of July, and, and not cave to the pressure or cave to your own pressure or cave to your own anxiety. So hope something spoke to you today. Uh, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at thatsoberguy.com. Uh, podcast sorry at that sober guy podcast yes uh, make sure you go to cleancause.com get 20% off your order with promo code sober guy if you're looking for some drinks we appreciate you guys peace love and respect keep your blood clean and happy 4th of July